Y'all ready to be history? It started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robbo Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars, George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Tribooth. Don't forget the code TRIPAP200 to get $200 off your Tribooth. Austrian Audio, making passion heard. And Sentrance, the Passport VO. The brand new interface should be out by the end of the year. If you'd like to purchase one, you can go to Sentrance website, sentrance.com, or the proaudiosuite.com website, and you'll find the link there. Now, we have a, a special guest joining us today uh, because Robbo and I both received an email from said guest with a really interesting announcement, and that was just last week. Uh, our guest is from Waves, uh, Michael Pearson Adams. How are you going, Mez? G'day, mate. How are you? It's You know, it's so funny. It's, it's like I still have to get used to the Gomez thing again. <laughs> yes, you're probably <laughs> hating it. Yes, it'll never go away. Never. It won't. No, going, oh, appara- apparently it won't go away. No. And that's, that's fine. Stuck with it. We can, we can get rid of it for you. No, yeah. no, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. When it said, when, when Andrew, you, when you say it like that, it's like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know, when I talk to people about our old Triple M days and, and you know, people say, who were you working with? And you go, oh, there was Slash, there was Foxy, there was Gomez, you know, there was Tomo, there was... There blah, was blah, Cranny. Blah. Yeah, Cranny. You know, people look at you and go... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, who are these weird people with strange names? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. It, it's, it's like it was just a weird time. It was. Yeah. Anyway, indeed, there you go. indeed. So tell us your big announcement, Gomez. What's Waves been up to? So the, the one of the biggest things that I've been working on for the last four or five years is trying to work out from every single angle how to get Waves plugins working inside of the world's most popular streaming software, OBS. Studio. And this is something that we finally successfully managed to do. And I was the product manager for getting it all the way through from start to finish. Um, Now, OBS Studio, which is kind of used for everything from recording podcasts to vlogs to YouTube stuff to Twitch and streaming as well. Um, you can now use Waves plugins inside of OBS Studio via Studio Rack. So Studio Rack actually has its own version now inside of OBS Studio for Windows, which I, I cleverly named Wave Studio Rack for OBS just to try and fool people and hide it from people. But it's exactly the same version of Studio Rack as in as anything that opens in your DAW or your your video editor. Uh, we just had to create a, a clever little special shell for it so that OBS could actually see it. Um, and if you take that and you combine it with things like Clarity VX, which is our AI denoiser, and the new one, Clarity VX D-Reverb, which is our clever room deverb and room de-roomer, um, suddenly every single guest you bring in, if they say I'm going to be in the kitchen on a built-in microphone in my Logitech webcam uh, with no furniture <laughs> in the room, you're like, yeah, no worries, fine, whatever, I can yeah, deal with nice. it. 
but but I also <laughs> opened it up to, th- to th- uh, third party plugins as well. So I mean, we've got a lot of people who are sending me screenshots of them using like uh, uh, Arvox uh, for their main vocal, then Clarity VX, and then they'll have like an Elgato EQ and like a Fab Filter EQ after it, and they can save that as a chain and you know knock knock yourselves out, guys. Um, there's no subscription needed for this or anything. Well, what was the problem um, before? Uh, Wasn't like OBS couldn't no, load VST plugins? OBS could load VST plugins, but you've got to remember Waves has Wave shells that talk to the entire Waves universe. So you've got like over 200 plugins that communicate with uh, two or three Wave shells. Wave shell plugins. Whereas if, yeah. you, if you open up OBS and you open up filters uh, until now, all you'd see is Wave shells and those Wave shells didn't go anywhere. So this was a particular waves issue. Yeah, it was something that we had to fix, but we also had to get OBS to fix as well. So right. um, they had to alter some code for us so that we could alter some code and get it working. How hard wow. was that? Yeah. How hard was it to work with them? Um, it wasn't hard. It was open source, right? It, yeah, it's open source, but it took time because it depends which coders happen to be working on it at the time and who's doing what. So there was a lot of back and forth, but they were they they're actually pretty awesome to work with. Um, That's good. Streamlabs we're still working on because Streamlabs has so much more complex code that makes everything look nice on top of the the normal OBS. It's a wrapper for OBS, right? It's a very complex wrapper. It's a wrapper that Logitech spent eighty nine million buying. So. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, stream. Yeah, they sold uh, the Streamlabs people sold to Logitech for eighty nine million. So it's a very well, it was a worth it wrapper, Jeez. really, guys. Wow. <laughs> That's an expensive yeah. bit of wrapping. It's an expensive it bit of wrapping, wow. but it uh, what, what about something like VMix? Does does uh, Waves work with VMix? Yes, it does. Um, depending on which version, sometimes you see a Wave shell and then you double-click it and you see the plugins and sometimes you just see the plugins. But the, Wave sh- the VMix people are just down the road from me um, on the Gold Coast, so I'm actually going to go and see them week after next and sit down and have coffee with them and talk about getting it updated so that it's perfect. Talk about a Mac version. Is that what you're going to talk Because that's a, like VMix is a big one, isn't it? Like, like, like a lot of really t- like pro productions will it's use stable. VMix, I think. We used it on, or, we used it on VOBS yeah. for a few years until the pandemic hit and we went totally virtual after yeah. that. And so we just didn't need an in-studio switcher, you know, but it was way more stable than Wirecast which we'd been using for years um, before that. I'm going to be honest. It's it's like uh, I, I used Wirecast for the first three live stream events that I did at, uh, at Waves at the beginning of the pandemic. And then my anxiety and stress levels decided that I'd be much smarter to use something that didn't hate me. Um, And you found something? uh, Well, I went to OBS. um, But on average, about 2 million people use OBS a day at any given time. So it's the the highest used live streaming and recording piece of software in the world. Yeah, I use it as a virtual webcam driver, mostly. Yeah, well, me me too. Or, Or as a screen recorder. I mean, just if you're doing stuff like, hey, I just need to make an instructional video and two people can sit down with OBS and knock it out and it's like doing your edit and your 
your if if you get your stuff down, it's like it just takes away yeah. the editing process or can str- streamline it a lot. And, and then if you take that further, it's like because of the way that you've got scene collections in OBS. Um, I have scene collection that I set up specifically for recording uh, tutorials in Waves that has my VO and the settings and the plugins and the chain in Studio Rack on my VO. Everything's set up, and then what I do is I virtual cable out um, so that the output audio of OBS and OBS virtual camera both get recorded at the same time or both get used at the same time if I'm doing a masterclass. So that way I've got all my plugins. I don't have to worry about putting plugins on a DAW. I just basically virtual camera and virtual audio myself directly everything out of OBS. And I have clean audio, clean visuals. I've got Stream Deck. I can uh, move it around and nobody knows what I'm doing. So you can virtual camera every recipient in OBS out to a separate um, stream, you're saying? Uh, I use OBS. I use OBS Ninja for that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I do That's is uh, yeah. I take the output of uh, OBS audio as well as my virtual cam. So that way what I can do is I can go, okay, right. So um, I have all of my audio set up in OBS and my visuals set up in OBS. So I don't have to worry about trying to put processing through any anything like voice meter or anything complicated like that it it really helps it helps a lot does does obs uh, speak huey no or even midi no. for that matter um i believe there's a midi plugin for it i don't know how legit and or shady it is i haven't tried it mm-hmm. but i do I, I know there's one i know somebody made one at some point yeah most of the people use, I mean, most people who use controllers with OBS either hotkey to a macro because you can hotkey everything in OBS. And, you know, you just go to Etsy or eBay and buy a $20 macro keyboard. Um, and people have those if they don't want to buy a Stream Deck. Um, right. I was just trying to think of a fader. Right. What device yeah. can you get that's a fader? And there might be some some knobs, like some continuous controllers, yeah. I guess. But Yeah. I mean, I've got the Stream Deck that's got knobs on it. So, uh, I can I can assign those to right. my right. faders if I want to. Korg has like the little nano fader thing that they make. Oh my god! I have another thing that I have in storage in a box in Florida that says "Move to Australia" and won't ever get to Australia. Right next to my Blackmagic Atom Mini. Yeah. So I know it's just it's once you have OBS and you know how to wire it and you know how to program it. It's, it's a, so powerful. It's a Swiss Army pen knife. It's Swiss Army. It's and it's stable. And you get the little extra app for your phone that you can use as like a a scene switcher. So you don't have to like, if you're working with one screen, you can still record without people seeing you flip to OBS or having to cut that spot out when you. Yeah. And then you have the other beautiful thing is you can actually open up two versions of OBS if you need to. So um, on a Mac or a PC, you can run in different instantiations (laughs) of it. And it'll say, you've already got it running. Do you want to open it again? But I've got two or three scenarios where I've, had two scenarios of OBS running, both with their own scene collection and both sending off to different places that were recording different streams and different people so that I had multi-streams, kind of like a multi-deck video recorder. Okay, now um, you're just showing off, Gomez. Okay. That's no, it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, but, but adding plugins to this and the fact that I can, having a studio rack inside of OBS means that I can then take those guest mics or my mic or whatever settings on every channel and then move them to DaVinci Resolve or Adobe Premiere or wherever I want and continue my production. And that that's the part that I was, I had a, 
all working hard on to fix so that, you know, workflows like that could happen. Because that's the thing, content creators work everywhere. So having Studio Rack and the fact it works everywhere and it's free, even if you've only buy one Waves plugin that, uh, and you've got a bunch of other people's plugins, knock yourself out, use them in it as well. So an upgrade to this is that Studio Rack now will host any plugin, not just Waves? Uh, yeah, Studio Rack. Yeah, yeah. There's a little... There's a little. Has that uh, always been that way? Nope. Or was there a time when Studio Rack only did Waves plugins? Uh, there was for 10 years. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it was... Uh, but now nowadays, no, there's a little scan VST3 folder and it'll scan all third-party VSTs. Uh, so is that like the audition thing when you get, you've got to scan for your other ones? Yeah. Gomez, take the time machine back for a second. Waves Rack or whatever it was called at the time, running on a Mac 7100 with an audio media card, real-time processor. Wow. Yeah. I had <laughs> I a, remember that. I have a, I have, I still <laughs> have an audio media. I still have an Audio Media 2 card. Uh, I probably have an Audio Media 2 card around, I bet. Yeah, yeah, that was that was running inside of a beige G3. Beige? That's very you. <laughs> yeah, well, it was the only color they made them in. Well, no, it had to have been an Audio Media 3 card because there was never a G3 that was... Uh... It was a beige G3, um, and I had a SCSI drive that I was very, very happy with. That I would, uh-huh. And I would literally pick up this monster of a G3 plus the SCSI drive and cart it from Paran on the trolley, <laughs> on the tram to MCM and drag it up the stairs. Don't forget your zip disk drive. Oh, my yeah. God. That too. <laughs> God. Remember that? Wow. It was, it was a Quest 44 mm. megs. And that was the same yeah. time that I was using um, Mesa for backup archiving. Mesa. Oh, God. Was that the tape? It was, it was tape. Yeah. 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 It was tape. Yeah, Mezzo, was. right? Mesa was a Mezzo. 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 Yeah. We would call it Mezzo. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Mezzo. Yeah. God, that, that was great and the worst thing on earth all at the same time. I think each tape held five gigabytes or something. Because they were one of the first ever fully remote audio companies, as in that they had people everywhere, but there was no office. So, you know, you'd be in a studio at MCM trying to find somebody that could help you at like three o'clock in the morning and there wasn't anybody. (laughs) Um, But I did love the fact that that was the first time you could drag a Pro Tools reel and just drag it onto the icon and it would find everything. You can't even do that anymore because Pro Tools encrypted the, the file format. So now you can't. Make a you know why it's for sale again now, don't you? They're, they're for sale because of Mezzo, basically. I'm sure it's like people, the the angry people who want Mezzo backups are now forced Abbott to sell again. I'm joking. Here's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a question out of left field, but I thought I'd just chuck it in there anyway because we we do talk about this company quite a lot. And they're very progressive in uh, things they do. Have Waves ever had a conversation with Rode? Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Off the record. Because if you think about it, it seems like a kind of a logical place to have a chat. To land. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I will say is if you look at the Rodecaster Pro say. 2, Yep. Which is an amazing, an amazing piece of gear. Well done, fellow Australians, for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the DSP in it, you'll find that there's another plugin, an audio manufacturer name there that isn't Waves already. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, they yeah. Bought Apex. Yeah, Apex. Well, Apex. So the they, I mean, obviously they're going to prioritize what they already own. 
Mm. Um, yeah. But no, we, we've we've had a couple of chats. I, I can't tell you where they went, but yeah, um, there have been a couple of conversations. Well, let me let me let me guess, and and you don't need to confirm or deny. But I, as an audio engineer, I have a I have one of the aforesaid pieces of hardware, and I think about having clarity and and your dev reverb and all that stuff inside the roadcaster. I mean, Jesus, imagine that. Yeah, it would be beyond amazing um, to put them on something that would actually fit inside the hardware. Would be interesting because the, the, the there's a reason that we created a new neural network in Clarity VX called the Eco. Because if you, if you haven't seen it yet, by the way, so if you next time you update your Clarity VX, you'll see that there's network one, your network two, and then there's broad one eco, which takes up less CPU. Uh, because the the amazing magical things that plugin does, it can if you've got a few instantiations of it, it can be a bit taxing. Um, so the eco one does as much as it can and tries to keep it as transparent as possible, but not use half as much DSP. Well, I, I was recently light was shed on on an area of audio processing I wasn't aware of until recently, and that we have, have we ever talked to anybody on the show here about GPU based audio? Yeah, processing? we had yeah, the guy we, on. We, we, and, and we and you you, you guys yeah. discussed it with me about two years ago. So I'm mm. I'm glad I'm glad you remember these discussions. You know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, well the, the, I'm, I am not an archivist. You're very special to me too, mate. <laughs> I'm a conversationalist, not an archivist. Um, I suck at remembering things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Nvidia's got their thing called Nvidia um, Broadcast. I'm talking to you through it right now. Yeah, and uh, it's great that. You don't have to use their GPU cards to do a lot of what that is doing now, because now it's natively can be running on your Mac right. with clarity. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's a that's a PC based clearly, obviously. The interesting thing about it is, though, I mean, the whole the the whole CPU GPU thing. There was uh, there's an article which I can send you guys, and you can post up if you want. That very interesting about a guy who was demoing at NAB, I believe he did a whole demo and presentation on how he's running his reverbs on his GPU rather than his CPU and the usage went down like 80%. I mean, we're all going to have to, as software companies in the audio field, investigate that more and we already are. But we also have to make sure that we're not penalizing some while we're rewarding others for having the foresight to either upgrade their GPU or have a better one. There has to be, across the field, amount of performance that works. So CPUs are kind of like the standard playing field. GPUs seem to be something that is more like a Harley-Davidson in some ways. Um, You know, every gamer, every streamer, every video person understands the benefits of why... uh, a larger or a better performing GPU or one with more VRAM and other RAM and everything else is beneficial. But there's still a large part of the audio community who haven't had that on their radar yet. So 
Um, to give another analogy, it's like, you know, Robbo and um, Andrew specifically will get this one. Sorry, the rest of you. But, um, you know, working in radio, you'd walk around the radio station all day and you'd hear songs and within the first day of a song being added to the A-list, you'd be sick of it. Um, it would take another month before the average user got sick of a song because they're only hearing it like when they get in the car or in the back of the office, et cetera, whereas we're on top of it, we're aware constantly of what's going on. So, you know, the five of us, uh, uh, sorry, the yeah, the five of us, yeah, five on this call, we're, we're pretty much the 1% that keeps an eye on this stuff, whereas the average user doesn't check their newsletter every day to see what's new. They don't check on the, the specials every day to see what they can get and they don't see what the new technology is. Um, it doesn't mean they don't care. It just means they have other things in life going on. So uh, I, I, all this comes back to say, I think it's going to be a while before we see GPU coming in as like a standard in the audio world. I just like tools that are artist friendly. In fact, like we at George the Tech, we're like kind of this doing this brand shift where we're talking about our services being, you know, for performers right? Not just voiceover actors. And I was, uh, I was on a show the other day called, um, office hours global, which is a, it's a, literally a daily live stream where they talk about media production. And, um, you know, one of the fellows that came on the show to promote a product said, you know, even if you're an IT guy, when you're performing art, you don't want to think about IT. No. So, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter how smart you are or how technical you are or how adept you are at juggling many tools and technologies. When you're doing the show, whether it's talking on a podcast or performing live on stage, you're you're in a performance and you don't want stuff to get in the way and you don't want too many things to control and think about because it will detract from your performance. So that's that's like a really important thing. That's pretty much where I live in the product management and uh, development world is one of the things that's really, really important to me, uh, especially when it came to how we implemented Waves inside anything for content creators or streamers or, you know, to be fair, anybody, I mean, like voiceovers could, you know, use the new studio rack inside of OBS or whoever. But one of the most important things was I wanted to make sure that it was completely fluid across any platform because one of the biggest pet hates I have is exactly what you just said, which is if you're worrying about, will this work? Will this crash? will it open, then you're not thinking about being the best you. You're thinking about the technology that you paid for that should bloody work in the first place. So if, however, you have a completely fluid experience where you open it, you select a preset, you tweak just a bit if you need to, and then you open it again after the show in another program and it's just there, that's what I call working because then you don't even have to consider it. It just You might think about it afterwards and go, oh, yeah, I guess it was there. Of course it was, it, it just, but it just worked. And I just looked at the camera with my hands to make just worked. And then I realized I'm not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's, it's true, especially coming from someone like me, who's, I'm not technical at all. I, I can get through the basics just to make things, you know, record stuff and edit stuff and send it away. But the last thing I'm ever thinking about when I'm doing a session is, well, if I if I am thinking about what's you know what's happening out here with levels, am I clipping? Is there something you know we dropping out or whatever? 
then I'm not actually doing my job properly because I'm, I'm distracted. Yeah. And this takes client education, you know, because the client thinks that because you have the technology, there, you should be able to do all those things because you have the technology. George, when you say the and client, that, do you mean us, like the I'm software sorry. companies or? No, I mean the client, sorry. The client meaning the one hiring. On the end of the, the line. The actor, okay. Yeah. The, the yeah. talent. Um, when the expectation of the talent is to juggle, or I like to call it spinning plates. <laughs> When the expectation of the talent is to spin these plates and still perform at the level that the talent is really expected to perform, they have to understand. And it, requ- it really requires that there be some I mean, education. The, the really top talent hire hire their own engineer. I, I've I've seen a few talent that literally are or, like, oh, I have a session. I don't want to worry about it. I'm going to hire an engineer for We a offer session. that now at George like, the Talent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new service called... Virtual producers. I saw a brief yeah. come through um, for my daughter Somerset the other day. It was for an animation for a game character. And when she went through the character and all that kind of stuff and then saw what the budget was going to be. Oh, you were telling me about this. I can understand Fuck why Americans hell. can afford to hire an engineer because- I nearly fell off the chair. <laughs> I mean, the top rate, it was anywhere between, I think, the lowest rate was like 80,000 US but for the main character, it was nine hundred and ninety thousand US. Um, dude, uh, I want to be your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it can be arranged. <laughs> I thought you were AP's love child. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the difference. You don't see things like that in Australia. You don't see that any well at all. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Well, we don't know what we're going to see here in the US pretty soon here either with the strike True. going on. Well, so. yeah, yeah, you've got the strikes, yeah. but the, but also because of you know things like the the advent of um, well, I was going to say Netflix, but the advent of every single man and his dog going, I'm going to start a streaming service. Um, the 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 demand for content these days and fresh content is just ridiculous, and. Yep. Because of that, there is this huge extra demand that's pushing both voiceovers and obviously, Andrew, you would know because it's in your domain, there's also this annoying push for artificial intelligence voiceovers. (laughs) So one of the biggest tells that I find about um, an AI voice is that it sounds like there's literally no dynamics or feeling in it at all. So I don't think you're ever going to be replaced. Um, oh, he has been. <laughs> yeah, well, not yet, not yet. Yeah, it's not official, but uh, yeah. the, the word is, the, you oh. know, I mean, they are talking. <laughs> the word is. Researching it. I mean, Andrew, you could be the yeah, first. could be the first. And, and, and that is something to strive for. <laughs> yeah, that would be a nice banner to put up. Yeah. The first guy to be replaced by a robot. Simming yeah. is this first. Uh, I'm not going to name the the head of a radio network that said this to me back in 1995. But I got called into a conference room and got offered a job at a competition, a competitor's radio network. And this guy from the other end of the table looks at me and says, "Okay, Gomez, I'm willing to offer you this." And I went, "Let's well, twenty grand less than I'm currently being paid." And he said, and I quote, "Look, wages in radio are going down. Competition is up. Be ahead of the pack." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good advice, wow. Gomez. Good advice. <laughs> I've got a horrible feeling I know who that was, but anyway. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I've got go a there. feeling I know who that was too. But anyway, there you go. Can I hire that guy? Yeah, yeah it's certainly. What a genius. He's down in <laughs> <laughs> if that helps. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, his first yes. name is <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll cut that out. We'll get in trouble. Um, <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Just a weird conversation. Oh, I had a question. Um, it's I'm gone out of my head now. Oh, shit. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. I always equate all this, like the economy or any any sort of kind of economy, whether it's a financial economy or it's a whatever, a, a, you know, a, an industry economy, as in staff movement and stuff like that. I always equate it to the beach because every, you know, every month or whatever or whatever you're down the beach, you notice know, there's about two feet of sand has disappeared and has moved to another beach. And then months and months later, it will come back again. And that's kind of what happens. Everything sort of drains out and everyone's panicking and then all of a sudden it's back again and, you know, business as usual. You mean a bit like uh, we we need to go, uh, we need to syndicate, we need everything networked and uh, two years later, you know what would be a really good idea is if everything is local, you know, let's make radio Correct. local. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. years later, we need to make yeah. everything network. Yeah. We need to make everything network. You know what would be a really good idea? Local radio. Wow, what a great idea. Well, And, and all kinds of industries do that. It's like ad agencies making in-house studios yep. and then, no, we're going to use all third-party vendors. Oh, well, let's go back to in-house. We're spending too much money. And, and then, yeah. But, you, yeah, know, the, you know, the yeah. most important thing here is an AI voice can't choose to use Wave Studio Rack with Clarity VX on their voice. There you go. A, a human one uh. can make that great decision in their mm-hmm. life. Um, for the betterment of their health and their prosperity. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder if you can make an, an AI voice that's pre-compressed. Uh, <laughs> that speaks compressed? Yeah, that like, speaks oh compressed. God, yeah, yeah, it speaks oh, compressed. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Hey, listen, I've got a question for no. you, and this is completely off the subject of what we're talking about, but it's something I've, I've there's a subject thought about. Well, there's not, and, and that's basically this <laughs> really? show. But um, no. what what just out of interest, what's Wave's biggest selling product? Uh, I can't tell you the biggest selling one, but I'll tell you a, a couple of them. Um, Studio Rack is the most downloaded. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, it is. Because, well, because it, it doesn't just work with Waves. It works with any VST3. Yeah. And you can say yep. chain. So the Shep's Omni channel is ridiculously popular. Is it really? Yeah, very po- ah, very wow. popular plugin. Um, one of the cool things about Shep's Omni Channel, apart from the fact that my mate Andrew Shep's conceived it on a piece of paper, and then we helped him. But everything in that plugin is his ideas. Right. Um, we basically helped him create his perfect plugin, and he uses it on every record. Um, as you go through the modules in that plugin, unless you touch one of them, it's not on, which means it's not using any CPU or DSP. It's just ah. not doing anything. So, so you have this virtually zero latency plugin with a full frequency deesser and the ability to monitor in mono, side chain, mid side, stereo, and the ability to go from four different kinds of compressors, two limiters, um, great. EQ. I mean, it's just an amazing channel strip. And then you can add another plugin inside of that plugin. Well, what? So you can the, stick like a reverb in there or something? Is that what you're saying? It can host. Yeah, it can host so what plugins. Can, uh, like, inside of Shep's Omni channel, there's a couple of different options. First of all, say, for example, if you wanted two 
EQs in the Ships Omni channel, you've got two options. You can either open the the module in the plugin and go, okay, right, I'm going to add another Ships Omni channel EQ module so that you've got two identical EQ modules that are working either on different frequency sets or one on one side of dynamics and the other on the other or on side of the pre or the other. Um, or you can literally open up another plug-in. So you could say, okay, right, I need another compressor. So you so could stick like an up. SSL EQ or something or a compressor or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Oh, yes. wow. Fucking hell. Did you know this, George? Yeah, I did. Can, is, it, is it only Waves plugins that you can drop in there or is it the whole plugin list? No, it's only uh, it, it, on Shep's Omni channel. Or, or you could do that in the CLA Mix Hub or you could do it in Shep's Omni and you can open up any Waves plugin. Yeah, I love Shep's Omni channel. Okay, so now I'm going to blow your mind. Can you can you open up Shep's? Can you put in a studio rack and then throw in any, uh, uh, any other VST? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Gomez doesn't know. Actually, yeah, I no, I've tried it. Um, it didn't. It showed the one GUI. It didn't show the second GUI. So uh, uh, it was. But where it gets really is, I'll tell you one thing you can do is you can open up a Shep's Omni channel, go into the module to add another plugin, add in another Shep's Omni channel, and then inside that, add another. It's like you can get really. Inception. It really is, but you know, there comes a point where your your computer just gets sucked into a black hole, and yeah. you end up looking at an empty desk. So that's on, that's on you. But George, I was going to I was going to say to George that in in voiceover world, that Shep's Omni Channel. I mean, you, I know you've got to buy it, yeah. but surely that would be really powerful for people with home yeah. studios, right? I will say that ever since uh, Gomez MPA, as we call him, um, came on our you know, webinars, we've had quite a few people start using Waves plugins. Yeah, I appreciate it. And Sheps is one of them. And I've had people say, can you make me a stack? I have the following plugins and, you know, it'll be Clarity, Sheps, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll go, yeah, no problem. I appreciate it, man. The Sheps Omni channel is super useful on, uh, I'm finding it super useful on live streams as well because it means that I can have something there and uh, on the guest channel where it pretty much sits. But mm-hmm. if somebody is way too loud or way too dynamic, then I can, I've got an MB2 that I, I've got bypassed sitting in the extra module in InChip's Omni channel. And that basically, I just turn it on and it just controls the higher dynamics in the mix and just levels them out a bit. Yep. Can you run the Dugan mixer? No. Uh, y- y- as a plug-in, if you've got it, then technically, yes. I haven't tried it in OBS or inside of Shep's Omni. Well, there you go. I've learned something new today. What did you learn? Uh, I can't remember. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't asking to find out. I was asking if you actually remembered. Yeah, no, I don't. The <laughs> no. Sheps, I, I just the Sheps. I've always looked at those sort of things and thought, yeah, gimmick. But hearing you talk now, yeah, yeah. No, not gimmick. Not gimmick. Not gimmick. Very useful. Yeah, yeah. I had a wonderful experience with CLA vocals, and I was like, a friend of mine was just sitting behind me while I was mixing a song. I was like, I got to mix this before I go. So it was like, hold on an hour. He's just like sitting on the couch. And I was beginning to do the thing with some backing vocals, a little bit of echo, a little bit of reverb, this and that. And he kept on just going like CLA, CLA yeah. or something. Yeah, and finally yeah. I'm like, whatever. And I threw it on there and it was like, push, push, three fade. Oh crap. That was great. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, here's a quick story. So um, when we first introduced the, what we then called them at the time, the artist signature plugins, mm. um, 
I remember turning up in Nashville with Eddie Kramer to do a, a masterclass and then Eddie was coming on to do his part of the masterclass. But we were we were using, one of the things we did was I, I him Eddie and I created a song which we recorded from scratch and then we mixed with just the artist's signature plugins. And I remember that when I was looking out at the crowd that were waiting to see us, there were probably about 15 Grammy winners in the audience and when I started talking about artist signature plugins, maybe five of them pretty much went hump and this is bullshit and uh, and pretty much left. The reality is nearly every single one of those guys plus more have at some point afterwards gone, you know what, uh, in a pinch when I need something that sounds good but I need it right now because of either the budget is too low for this for me to spend way more time on it or I need an instant sound. The other signatures are amazing for that. It's the mm-hmm. midpoint between the one knob and the full plug. The one knob series for me, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the amount of times I'm in a pinch and I'll grab, I'll grab one knob louder or one knob filter or, you know, one knob whatever, one knob brighter. I use one knob brighter nearly every day. One knob brighter is amazing. It's so it's good. paddle shift. Yeah, yeah, it is so good. One knob brighter has about 10 different uh, presets that you conk through in it. And the more it gets, the more you turn it up, the more intensity grows. So we mm. actually up the compression, we adjust the compression and the limiting and the EQ. We change the EQ curves to adjust how far or low that knob is. And it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Slate Digital have one similar that I use called Fresh Air. Fresh Air, the uh, the plugin where you go to the landing page. I actually looked at Fresh Air for the first time yesterday. I saw it as something that competitors were using, so I went and had a look at the video um, on the the landing page for Fresh Air. And there's a guy who's clearly very talented at what he does, but he's talking into the microphone in his webcam, which seems like it's about two miles away from his face. So. As soon as I hear that on a video, I'm like, I, I can't deal with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't exactly. even get as far as him talking about the plugin. I got through, hi, I am this, but nope, not doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give the guy a microphone. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Austrian audio, ship him one out. Road, ship him one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. exactly. Exactly. I want the plugin that will make someone's home studio sound the way the client thinks raw audio is supposed to sound plugin. Wait, so in other words, you want a plugin that changes every single minute of every single day based on their perception? Yeah. But you, actually, yeah. and Gomez, this is no <laughs> yeah, bullshit. This That's is no bullshit. One. You know what I want? I actually want I actually want the the client plugin that does absolutely nothing. Something that I when the client <laughs> goes when the client goes, can you just do blah? I can go, yep, not a problem. I'll just I'll just open this up. This will do it perfectly. I'll open that up and I turn a dial or twist a couple of knobs that's- and they go, see, and they go, yep, that's it. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just need that. I just need Funk Logic. Funk Logic yeah. did that. In the hardware domain. Yeah, yeah. Funk Logic had the Digilog Dynamicator and, and but they oh, made they plugins too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Call call it the call it the fabricator BS or something, you know, the bullshit fabricator yeah. or I don't know. Just it doesn't <laughs> have to do anything. That's all I need. Just a couple of knobs to turn. This studio I used to when I was early in my career, I interned at and there's this um soul producer that would come in and make soul records. And uh the guy would always ask for like more sweat. I need more sweat in those vocals or whatever it was. That was like his word that he would use to direct <laughs> the talent. And uh, so the the studio techs one day made the uh, pH modulator and they put it in the rack for him. I was like, and this thing had like 
a dial that I think it was just working off of like, you know, room, a mic, and it just had room noise and a couple of knobs on it and a turkey baster thing coming out the front of it. And it was the pH modulator. (laughs) I can't count how many times, especially since I got to the States and started mixing musicians, I can't count how many A&R or record company people or producers have sat next to me and gone, no, it's not quite that. I need something else in that vocal. And I just tweak a knob that did absolutely nothing. And then nothing. They, you see them gazing wistfully into the sky and then they go, yeah, that's it. Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, or, the, or the fader that's not got nothing, anything on it. Yeah, I, I had a client that would take me around in circles and then he would finally arrive like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Which was the original. I'm sure we were there 45 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. He would totally acknowledge that that was probably the thing that we started with. I had somebody, uh, I had, um, I had somebody come in and ask for a demo. This is about 10 years ago at NAMM, uh, the Durometers that we have at Waves. Uh, a guy came up at the end of the show and said, can you demo the Durometers to me? I said, absolutely. So I put them on a session. I asked him what DAW wanted. He goes, I don't really mind. So I opened Pro Tools. I put Duro on the main meters. I go through them and he listens to my entire demo for a few minutes. It's not hard to demo a meter. And then he goes, can you bypass it? And I bypassed it. And he goes, okay, unbypass it. And I was like very confused. And he goes, I totally hear the difference. And it's one of those times where you can't shit can somebody. No. But... <laughs> But you have to keep a really straight face and just nod because it, it, it's way too complicated to explain that they didn't hear a thing. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's just sitting there on a bus. I, I I did wonder if I was getting pranked, but yeah, no, I I don't think I was. <laughs> this is Penn and Teller's bullshit show from way back when yeah. they would uh, have a, a water con- a water sommelier at the restaurant in Beverly Hills, wow. and they would fill all these bottles of water with a hose in the back and bring them out and they would the water sommelier would tell the guests about the water where it came from how it was sourced and they would sit there in all seriousness taste these waters it was the best thing ever that's i i I swear it's like the biggest lesson i learned as a kid was if you don't know about something say really clearly that you don't know about it or just don't comment keep your mouth shut yeah, we have chat GPT for that. Yeah. If you want bullshit, just type it in the... When I was an angry teenager, I fell out of love with my parents at, you know, the age of 13 or 14 for a while there. The time I, I clearly remember the day or the evening, in fact, that I fell back in love with my father because we had, we had some friends of the family over and, and my dad had bought a bottle of Grange because we hadn't seen them for a while. And uh, through, through dinner, they managed to polish the, bo- the bottle off, of course. And, and my dad's mate said to him, oh, you know, that was really nice. Ha ha, have you got another one? And my dad said, actually, yes, I do. And he picked up the empty bottle and walked out to the kitchen and came back and, and poured everyone else, uh, you know, a, a, a glass of wine from this new bottle of Grange. And, yeah. um, and afterwards, when we were cleaning up, my dad was chuckling to himself and I said, what's so funny? And he said... The second bottle of Grange, I actually just grabbed the cask of red out of the pantry and put it into the same bottle and took it back to the table. <laughs> I like your dad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I could tell you oh, my father-in-law dear. wouldn't even open the first one. He would just fill it up from the cupboard. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, hey, listen, I, I, I've got to also know, 
Gomez, completely off the audio track, the last time we spoke to you, you had, were writing a book called The Fuck It Method. Was that right? Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, I now have two books out. The oh. Fuck It Method came out and also The Fearless Speaker, which is a book for anybody who wants to uh, learn how to present <laughs> themselves better in public speaking or, or to camera uh, or for live streams. Uh, so both those books are out. And the third book is coming out at the end of July, and that one's called The Fearless Artist. Um, and wow. that's around wow. gets around getting over imposter syndrome and actually putting your best self out there in the world and busy. Not, not giving a shit about what yeah. anybody else thinks. Aren't waves paying you enough? I just like helping people and yeah, good uh, for you. I, I do it in a slightly untraditional way and uh, I do it nearly a Mark Manson-y kind of writing way. It's I'm kind of blunt. Yeah. Um, and then there's another book that I'm writing with a colleague of mine who's uh, ex-senior product manager from Microsoft and Samsung. Him and I are writing a book as well together um, that we aim to get to the editors by the end of September. Wow. Um and uh, where do they hear about all this stuff? What's the site? Um, uh, well, the, the my site is michaelpa.com, M I C H A E L, and then P for Pearson and A for Adams.com. Um, you need to change that to gomez.com, seriously. And then, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you've also got O for fuck's sake books.com, so O H F F S books.com. Um, there's that one as well. So, the, the, yeah. You, you must be saving a fortune on replacing your mattress. Why? Because quite obviously you never sleep. Oh. <laughs> hey, Andrew, that's a good one, man. I, like um, <laughs> I, I actually don't sleep very much and, and I have a serious case of insomnia. So I, w- one of the things that's happened with the books, especially with the fuck it method, is it started to get a bit of a following of people doing, going through some of the guidance. So I've started a, a, a coaching company on the side because I, I was bored called The Fearless Pathways. And that's all based around helping people share their stories and share their uh, experiences so that people can actually learn and gain confidence off each other. So Mm. cool. Yeah. Well, make sure you fix the link to Amazon on the front page of ohffsbooks.com. Well, you mean actually make it uh, go to something now. It seems to be dead completely. Yeah. 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 No, I'm going to buy it for my daughter. Beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, she's 14, and I think she's right at that age where she needs to get through being afraid of taking chances and yeah. trying new things. And uh, Man, I'll you tell know. you, one of the things that I talk about in the book is, and it basically, guys, it actually starts with a radio conversation at the beginning of the book and at the end of the book because that's kind of where I started to say, fuck it, what's the worst that could happen? Um, yes. The I use paper plates. When I'm making goals, I use small, uh, kind of small appetizer plates and, uh, you know, and the entree plates and then main paper plates. And I write a goal on them and then put smaller plates with smaller goals that make to that goal. And they all have a date next to them. And I stick them on my wall and I still do it now. I've got, I've got, I'm staring at plates on my wall and three of them are crossed out on my current goal. Um, and then there's the big one that says at the end of this year. So, but paper plates, you can actually see and you can, adjust things and you see your goals every single day, but you can adjust and you can move them where you want them. So uh, blue tack and paper plates is just, it's, it's prehistoric, it's simple, but it's so powerful because it's right in your face every day. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Well, we got to let each other go, huh? Yes. Indeed. I hate to say it. Let it go. I know. 
Let it go. So, Gomez, thanks for joining us today and um, good luck with the books. Nice to, yeah. nice to be back on the right side of the world. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, come see I, us Everybody else on the other side, quite frankly. Yeah. It's uh, Robert, Robert and George, you've got to, you know, you've got to come stay. Indeed. Well, come visit. I'm afraid of all the blood to. rushing to my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite. With thanks to Tribooth. And Austrian Audio. Recorded using Source Connect. Edited by Andrew Peters. And mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. With tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website.